With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. The boys are back, and before we get into it, I want to give a special shout-out to one of our fans, one of our boneheads, Alice, down in Texas. She's a family friend. She's been listening. She is a K-State Vet Med uh, graduate of 1984. I want to give her a special shout-out, and I want to jump into this episode where I'm giving her a shout-out specifically because one of her favorite basketball players of all time and one of K-State fans favorite basketball players of all time is on the show. He is the first guy to be part of a basketball squad coached by Frank Martin, Bruce Weber, and now Jerome Tang. I think he instantly became a fan favorite, maybe because of his dance moves, which we'll touch on a little bit later. (laughs) He was part of my favorite K-State basketball team of all time. And I think maybe the most entertaining team of all time. It is the man, the myth, the legend. He is now uh, second year GA at K-State. It is Curtis Kelly. Curtis, thank you for hopping on. I know things are super busy for you right now. Uh, how are you doing today on this Friday? This is going to be uh, released on uh, July 26th. So if anything crazy happens between now and then uh, that, that we don't touch on, that's why. But how are you doing okay. on this great Friday? Um, I'm good. Um, I can't complain. I just had a workout with the guys. Uh, we got some work done. Um, they were, they've been working great. They've been working really hard. They've been putting the grind in. Uh, we all have the staff um, included. So, you know, just enjoying good basketball, getting guys better. Um, can't complain at all. I love it. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, your the, the current state of the basketball team here in a little bit, but you know, Jake came on the show, Jake, uh, you know, back in February, we had Bill Walker on uh, about a year ago. And that era really resonates with uh, the listeners of this show. You know, yeah, Bill came in uh, with, with Mike, completely rechanged everything. Then Jake was there. And then I really kind of look at you transferring in as being, you know, part of that, you know, Mount Rushmore of the rebirth of K-State basketball. Why did you mm-hmm. choose to come to K-State after starting your career at UConn? Um, I wanted to be a part of something of that that has some growth to it. Um, 
you know, coming from the University of Connecticut, is it was such a, a prestigious school for basketball um, as far as uh, on a college stature. Um, playing for Jim Calhoun, the great Jim Calhoun, and um, just having a long lineage of uh, great players come out of his program. I wanted to be a part of something that was starting to pick up some steam, starting to develop. And when I looked at the roster and I also looked at the coach that Frank Martin was, I was intrigued. I was uh, uh, instantly um, interested. They, they became my top three very fast um, when I hit the transfer um, portal. But um, at that time, you had to sit out a year. So uh, it still was on my mind heavy. I wanted to transfer him after my freshman year at UConn, but I told myself I'd give it another go because – you know, sitting out the, a year was really tough on me. I didn't really want to do that. But um, I made the move. And when I made the move, um, Frank reached out to my high school coach and some of my high school coaches. Uh, we got connected. And um, just hearing him and hearing what plans he would have for me, um, just hearing about um, his developmental program and how he wanted to get my body to the top shape it could be and um, playing in the Big 12, playing for a Power 5 program. All the things just check, just, just check for me. You know, the most interesting thing is is that when I first transferred, um, UNLV was on my mind heavy, um, and Long Kruger, Long Kruger was at this school at the time too, um, and uh, it came down to UNLV and K State. I cut out Xavier, I cut out Kentucky, um, and what made me choose K State was was um, when it came down to my decision and I talked to Lon, um, one thing he told me was, was he asked me, you know, honestly speaking, Kurt, you know, I want to help you. I like you as I really like you. I wouldn't tell you this if I didn't really like you, but you got to put your mindset of where you're going to grow better in. Are you going to go better in Vegas or are you going to grow better in Manhattan, Kansas? And, um, you know, him just asking me that question, I think, I think he wanted me, but I also believe that for some reason, something in his heart made him want the best for me. And him asking that question gave me the answer I needed. And I chose Manhattan, Kansas, of course, you know, because Vegas would have been <laughs> Vegas is Vegas, you know. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is Vegas. And shout out to Long Kruger. You know, he has his jersey up in the rafters, K-State Hall of Fame. He's going into the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, this uh, winter as well. So, you know, great Shout guy. And then, you know what? Hey, another fun part about Lon, I think uh, he, he came back to coach against K-State in Bramlage, I think, 15 times. He only mm. got one win. I think he's 1-14 in 14 wow. as an opposing co coach in Bramlage. Um, wow. I don't think I want to talk about the uh, UNLV game where they beat us in uh, Kansas City because that's mm -hmm. not a uh, fun memory for anyone, but, but we'll move on to some of the uh, fun. We beat them in Vegas though. My, yeah. My you guys did so beat them in Vegas. We beat them yeah. by a lot too. We beat yes. them bad. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, then they, they got us back uh, in Kansas city, but Hey, mm -hmm. I, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Lon did not have a good time coaching against us. And maybe, maybe it was just something in his heart for his alma mater. So uh, get yeah. intimidated by seeing his own Jersey up there. And I, I think Steve Henson, mm -hmm. you know, was on his staff for a while too. So, you know, Lon's a good K-Stater, and I, I hope he Absolutely. enjoys retirement. I hope he enjoys Absolutely. retirement. Absolutely. Uh, so if you had to boil it down, what are what is maybe either a game or something that happened off the court that you think back during your playing days and you're like, man, that was as good as it gets. That's one of my best memories repping K-State. Um, it's so, you know, uh, I'll give you one, but to be honest, it's so many. You know, just to we, – we created – 
a brotherhood and a family that still to this day stay strong, we still communicate with each other. We still add on to the family with K-Staters. So I think that's the best part, you know, when you have, you know, adversity in your life or different things is going on. It's good to have a brotherhood that can reach out to you, show you love. Good to have people that's dependable, that's good people that you can count on and speak to and visit and be around. You know, we all we all invite each other to, you know, I've been invited to a lot of baby showers, a lot of weddings lately because we getting older. But um, I think the brotherhood is the biggest thing. But memories wise, you know, I think Xavier, uh, that, that double overtime definitely stands out because we pushed through it. You know, I, I honestly believe that if we didn't have that double overtime. We would have been in the final four for sure because um, we burnt out against Butler. Um, the legs was done. All our legs was done. But um, Xavier is one. I think being number one Texas is another. When it was number one and it came in Bramage, I think being KU um, my senior year um, and standing on top of the podiums and the tables and screaming fans everywhere. So everybody storming the court. I think that's another big one. Um, and and off the court, it's too many. You know, we had, you know, great times in Puerto Rico. We had great times hanging with each other in Aggieville. Great memories, Aggieville-wise. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the brotherhood that really stands out for me. Um, it's the family vibe that really gets to me every time I think about um, K-State and, and, and family. I still speak to Frank, still speak to Brad. Brad, Me and Brad have spoke um, this past uh, month, um, about, about a month and a half ago. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just a, a, a long line of family members. And that part about it is, you know, it's unbelievable to me. You know, I think that, I think that, you know, as K-State fans and as alumni, we should talk about that more because it, and, and behind closed doors, we all talk very often, you know. So I think the brotherhood for sure. I love it. Going going back to beating number one Texas on that night, uh, that's a game that sticks out to me. That I, I was a senior in high school. I, I came up to that game, and, you know, I was a freshman when you guys that's beat me. So I, I was down there on the floor. I think I was trying to find you and Jake to try to get a pick. I, it was wild. That – that was yeah. one of the more wild games. But going back to that game versus Texas, you know, that was a game where Jake and Denny actually, you know, weren't crazy on. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, everyone had to pick each other up. What was it about those teams where if Denny or if, if Jake wasn't having a good game, you could go off for 20. Jamar was coming off the bench having big nights. What was it about that squad that you guys say, hey, yeah, we have stars everywhere, but we can pick each other up? Um, I think it's because we were so much, uh, the chemistry was so right. Um, and I think that we had no egos. Um, I think that we wanted to see each other do well, each other win. And it doesn't matter who had what that night, you know, it's about just getting a win for us. Um, I think those principles was developed and grew from us hanging out with each other a lot, us caring for each other. So I think that's what it was. You know, that game, it didn't go well for Denny and Jake, but they said, you know what, Kurt, you click it. So I forgot how much I had that game. I had double figures. So they kept giving me the ball, and they um they kept letting me go. And OG Jamal, Jamal that year was had a phenomenal year. He was sixth man of the year. Um, So him coming off the bench, you know, him not having an ego about coming off the bench, you know, him not having um a certain – um energy about him coming off the bench. He just came off and did his job. And him a part of doing his job was 
to just give us a spark off the bench. And that means any way possible. So those principles and those things that helps the winning teams, the championship caliber teams, you see it through love. You know what I mean? That's the main thing, loving each other and being being there for each other. Um, but it was, it was it's so many games where, you know, um, Denny could have got mad at Jake or Jake could have got mad at Denny or, you know, I could have got mad or, you know, the funny thing is when I look when I look back and think about the Butler game, I had like 14 in the first half against Butler. And I didn't I think I was uh scoreless in the second half. But when I look back at it, I don't have no regrets towards it because I feel like, yeah, maybe I should have got the ball a little bit more. But at the same time, throughout the whole year, we always let Jake and Denny really seal the deal and we let them be the like the leaders scoring wise, you know, me, me, Jamar, Dominique, we was the defensive leaders. Um, and I was I was like the best rebound on the team at the time, best shot blocker. So um, you know, it, 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 I was okay with saying to myself, yo, all right, I got 14 in the first half, but we gotta in my mind, I'm thinking at that time, like we gotta get our guys going to win this game, you know, because we we fall on them. And, and to this day, I'm okay with that. I played with one of the most uh, – the K-State GOAT, in my opinion, is Jacob Pullen. I I, I listen as the number one K-State player ever um, for what he did winning-wise and for what he did uh, points and all the statistics match, you know, defensively and offensively. And then Denny. Denny's maybe the fastest player. It probably is the fastest player I ever played with and also one of the best passes. Um, had a beautiful shot, beautiful three-point shot, you know, and and could and really enjoyed to run and get us going transition-wise. So, um, I I didn't I don't mind being the third option because for them being my brothers, they didn't look at me as a third option. Anybody could have been the first option. I think Jamal would say the same thing. I think even Jake would say the same thing. You know, Jake at the end of his um sophomore year was not the leader scorer of the team. You know, um, he became a leading scorer his junior year um, with Denny on the team. But Denny was the leading scorer after after sophomore and Denny's uh, junior year. So the thing about that mindset, Denny comes into the senior year not the leading scorer and still does a phenomenal job. That just lets you know where we were mentally as far as like helping each other be better and helping each other win. Definitely. You mentioned that Xavier game. What does that do to like you guys? Like every March, you know, CBS is listening to some of the greatest March Madness games ever. You know, during COVID, that was one of like the handful of games they did a replay of. You know, how much pride and how how much you know uh, kind of swagger does that give that team? Like every March, it comes around. You're like, all right, yeah, that that was us. We we went toe to toe, one of the greatest games ever played. Um, it it it's it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of history and be a part of. Um, the new age of K-State basketball. You know, I think that I don't think people realize how much those games and those type of games spark K-State again. Because, you know, if you remember, we had a, a, a couple years that we struggled and Mike and Mike and Bill came around. But even Mike and Bill didn't make it as far as we made it. You know what I mean? But they, they put on – one of the reasons why I went to K-State is because of a Mike and Bill. You know what I mean? That's one of the reasons why I even looked at K-State. So, you know, I think that if you look at the ladder and how everything started to grow, um, games like those put highlight it, make it make it more significant that we started to um, even win and move on to winning even in the Bruce Weber era. 
you know what I mean? So um, it just speaks a lot of um, K-State great games, NCAA great games, but it's great to – it's phenomenal to be a part of that, you know, to look on TV and see – and I got buckets that game, so <laughs> to 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 see that I I did I did good, and I, I put on you know for my for my city my and my uh, my hometown and also put on for K State and K State fans um and they were they were they came out big time for that game. It was a lot of K State fans in the building. It was a tough game, man. Xavier didn't want to go. We didn't want to go. Um, I had I had friends that that played for Xavier to Holloway. Mark Lyons, um, those two is my guys. Um, they're New Yorkers. Um, so to play against them and, and and be a part of that history is is just phenomenal. You know, it's just great to see yourself in that light. It's it's, it's really dope. I'm happy to have fans like you who who love and, and remember and and cherish that game. You know, what I mean, you could watch that game with your kids years from now and say, hey, I, I remember. I was I was like a part of this. I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing at this moment, you know, for multiple fans to have that feeling um, is going to, it's going to last even beyond my years. You know what I mean? So it's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Clips from that game are going to be, you know, in the hype video beforehand every single year from, from now until forever. It truly is one of those iconic games. You guys had some of the, the iconic games your senior year as well. When we talked with Jake back in February, he said that, you know, it just took you guys a while to get going. You know, there, there was a slow period. You know, again, both you and Jake had to sit out a few games, which ironically enough wouldn't have even been an issue now in this NIL world. But we, we, won't, get into, we won't get into that. You know, I, I don't you want to. You can anyone. if you want. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm I mean, an advocate, so I'm good oh. with it. Well, 100, I mean, that's basically what it is. You know, if, if rules change, maybe maybe you guys are able to hit your stride a little bit sooner because how tough was it to get into uh, the, the rhythm uh, that season? Because, again, you, you come in with the hype. You know, Jake's on uh, Sports Illustrated. You know, you're on the cover of ESPN Magazine, number three in the nation. You have that opening game versus, uh, you know, Virginia Tech, which I actually think is one of the more – underrated atmospheres in Bramlage history you know it's like a 2 p.m game on a Monday it's packed to the gills with fans you know that was one of my first games as a college student everything goes well kind of run into some issues with um with Duke and then the Florida game happens and then the suspension happens and then you guys don't really get into a rhythm until later on in you know big 12 play how tough was it for that team to kind of have everything on your plate have some of those speed bumps and not be able to ever get into a rhythm until super late into the season. It was tough. You know, I think, I think adversity hit, you know, really hard for us that year. Um, you know, I take, you know, I tell Paul all the time that, and he does too, him being the man he is, we take full responsibility for um, whatever it may be. We'll take full responsibility for the slow start and um, the struggles that year. You know, I think that me and Paul was um, able to play our games because I was suspended maybe six games. I, 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 altogether, I, I think I sat out nine. So um, if I wasn't sitting out those nine, not only will I probably have a better season, but the team will have a more better season too. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting because um, it speaks to me how – adversity can hit and you can try to pull through and it taught me some viable lessons you know for life um 
I think if I would have gave up or if I would have quit, you know, um, I would have regretted it for the rest of my life. So I'm happy I didn't quit. I'm happy I didn't give up, even during that time when um, it was really tough. But um, we still pulled through a modern making NCAA tournament. I, I, I still, I, you, but you, you, as a fan, you got to tell me how we did it. I don't really. I don't really remember how we did it. I mean, you guys just started getting hot. Jake started cooking. You guys started cooking. I, I, I mean, I, I think you know, kind of what set it off was the whole "I will not play in the NIT" speech by Jake. Uh, the the very next game is in Allen Fieldhouse. It doesn't go as planned, but from that moment on, you guys caught fire. And I, you know, still to this day, you know, if Wisconsin doesn't have this weird voodoo in the NCAA tournament, you know, ending the career of uh, Beasley and Bill, you and Jake, like anytime I see Wisconsin showing up, I'm like, no, I, I do not want to see them in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. But, you know, you guys got hot. And, and again, you know, uh, once that stride started going, you, you guys went off. And, and again, you have that iconic moment, just murdering KU on Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day massacre, you know, the Being fans coming the floor. Too. We Ooh. beat oh, Texas yeah. at Texas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beat Texas mm-hmm. at Texas. You guys just got going that Missouri game. Oh, yeah, man, it, it was it, it it was it was wild and again you guys were the talented team again you know I, I think it was just you had to hit your stride so mm-hmm. and I think that you know multiple players on our team had um you know Freddie Asparella you know um Wally Judge those guys have real um struggles with dealing with you know adversity and Frank you know Frank is is a phenomenal coach Frank is one of the great leaders in college basketball um, history. But he's not always easy to play for, especially at that time. And you have to have a certain mentality and a certain mental strength in order to to pull through. Um, and unfortunately, you know, to you know, to lose those two was tough too. You know, they they kind of like yeah. and, and after the season even started too. So it's you, you yeah. thought you're gonna be able to depend on two guys and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, so you know, um, and and I know them guys probably. If you ever speak to them, they'll probably say that they they regret it as well, you know. But, um, I I really believe that it teaches you great lessons. Basketball is a, is a, is about lessons. It's about lessons of life. It's about growing from adversity, and we did that. Um, and it taught me for the future. Um, about how much it is to pull through adversity. You never know what could happen. It could it could really turn the tide. Tables can turn. It could turn your way. But it was tough, man. That was you know that was a a really rough year. It was my senior year too, and um, I wanted to do so well. So it was really tough. But I'm just thankful to God that we pulled through. We made the NCAA. We made it to the second round too as well. Top thirty two. If we'd have beat Wisconsin, we'd have made it to the look at that. We'd have went to the Sweet 16, which would have been insane, you know. So um it was an interesting year, you know. It told me a lot for sure. Definitely. Let's let's fast forward a few years uh to current times. This is your second year on on the staff. Did you always know you wanted to get into coaching when the playing career was done, or did that come on a little bit later? Just kind of walk me through that transition from player to coach. Um when, in my younger years, it's funny, in my younger years, I always said, you know, I manifested it because I always said that I wanted to get my master's, that I'll be focused on when I'm done with basketball, getting my master's. Um, and also, you know, when I was younger, I had this um, real deep thought of being a teacher when I'm done playing. 
Um, I don't know why they don't get paid much and uh, they undervalued, but um, shout out to the teachers out there too, by the way. Um, yeah, my my but, little you know, brother is a, is a teacher at Junction City High School. I, I come from so, a long line of teachers, so we love the teachers here on Bosco's Boys. Yes, yes, sir. I'm happy about that. I'm happy I, I gave him a shout out then because definitely teachers should definitely get more than what they, they get. They deserve more than what they get. But I wanted to be a teacher. But then as I start getting older, I start thinking, man, well, teachers don't get paid much and they undervalued, you know. So I I, I started thinking, like, what am I going to do after basketball? And I didn't have it in my mind yet. So to walk you through it, I basically uh, hurt my knee in Turkey my final year playing overseas. Um, I had to get surgery. Um, I had a team um, that I played for who um, unfortunately wasn't wasn't open about my injury. They wasn't as honest about my injury. So I played through um, a torn meniscus in my knee for like 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 four or five months after I tore it. So it kind of like messed up my knee to the way where I had to do extensive rehab. And um, it was really tough to come back. And the doctor kind of told me like, yo, you, you could play, but you'll probably never be, you know, the same as you was before the injury. Then COVID happened, you know what I mean? So COVID came into play. So the mixture of my injury and COVID kind of led me to understand that, like, if I was to go back to playing overseas, I'm going to make way less than I made just the prior year before my injury. I didn't, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to start that ladder over and start climbing back up. And then I thought to myself, just to be honest and smart about it, like, how can I climb up the ladder faster when I'm not going to be the same player? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? So, but down on my mind, I start to think like, you know, hmm, I wonder when I, if I, if I don't go back, which I'm in fighting to come back, what, what can I do? Um, a mentor of mine, uh, Shanae Jones from Harlem, New York. Um, she's from Queens, but she, she coached at Harlem, New York. Um, I met her at Kimber Walker camp who's a good friend of mine. And at Kimmel Walker camp, she saw me coach these young kids and, you know, thought I had, did a great job. She wound up contacting me, getting my contact, contacting me and telling me, hey, Kurt, I got a job for you in um, Harlem Children's Zone. You know, it's only a few hours a day, so you'll still be able to rehab and do anything you do, need to do to get back on the court. But you could just stop by and make a little money and um, coach these kids uh, at my school. Um, I started getting to the coaching thing with that. And um, I just fell in love with it. You know, I just, you know, a, a teacher and a mentor and a, a developer is all in the same realm when it comes to coaching. And you're able to work with all sorts of age groups and kids. Um, and and, and I've, I look at them as being very important to young people's lives. So I thought, how can I impact someone like me? And how can I impact them in a way where when I needed someone like me when I was younger, I could be that person for other kids. Um, so I just fell in love with that thought. I fell in love with the process of learning how to coach and learning how to learn different things that's needed to be a good coach, the X's and O's, the IQ part, um, and, and the training development part. You know, all those things I fell in love with. And I spoke to Shane Southwell and I told Shane, it's funny, I told Shane before, right before COVID, um, when he became a GA at, at K-State, I said, yo, Shane, if you ever get a coaching job and y'all got a GA spot open anywhere you at, you know, think about me. I want my master's, bro. This before I even thought about coaching, though. You know, I just wanted to do it to, to get my master's. 
And he was like, oh, no doubt. And I'm thinking, like, is this going to be years from now when I retire or whatever? But um, lo and behold, you know, he called me, um, like, during, like, sometime last year um, and was like, yo, bro, I think this GA spot about to open up. Like, you know, Bruce was talking about you. Bruce asked about you. So I said, oh, word, Bruce asked about me. He's like, yeah, Bruce asked about you, said, you know, said some good things about you. And just to backtrack a little bit, I coached on – I coached for Bruce Weber camp um, during my playing years, I came for a summer during the year we made the Sweet 16 at TBT. Um, we all came back and I wanted to work in his camps for like a month. Like I was just hanging around in Manhattan, working his camps. He loved what I did with the kids and loved my energy with the kids. So I think that led to him with trusting me to be a GA. And then Shane, you know, said, yo, it's about to open up, be prepared. Then he called me two months after that and said, yo, bro, it's open, like, what you want to do? And I wasn't sure. I was really unsure. I was really like, mm, I don't know if I want to leave home and come back to Kansas to, to do it. But what changed my mind was, um, I, I, he said, yeah, you need to talk to Bruce. So I said, all right. So I called Bruce. And me talking to Bruce, you know, I told him what was in my heart. I said, listen, if I play basketball, if I go back to playing basketball, Bruce, I probably got maybe two, three years left in the tank. But if I come be a GA, you know, I can possibly coach and do my GA two years, get my master's the two years and go get into coaching. So I would, he asked me, like, do you have a passion in coaching? I said, yes. He said, do you really enjoy it? Yes. He said, okay. So in my opinion, he said, um, you thinking right, you know, you thinking what's, what's, what's the, you thinking the right steps. And I thought to I, the right steps I thought was, was like, let me, start what I want to start at what would be at 40 or when I retire, it'll probably be better to start that now when I have no kids, no wife, you know what I mean? I just got my family back at home. So, um, you know, I went, I, I, I said, okay, I said I was with it, you know, and I, and I, I accepted it and started getting into the GA and I've been loving it ever since it's tough. Um, it's, it's definitely an ego, ego trip. It's definitely, something where you got to uh, put your ego to the side and you got to practice humility every day, which is serving others every day. So it was different, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I love it. You know, I love the process. I love learning. Um, I love getting to know new kids, getting to know the kids that's here, kids that's from last year, working alongside phenomenal coaches who has great IQ minds, basketball minds, great motivators. Um, it's been a blessing, you know, but yeah, that's how I kind of, my process of kind of getting started in the, in the coaching thing. Yeah. I love hearing that and walking through all of that. And I do want to give a shout out to Shane Southwell, associate head coach up oh, at no. NIU, uh, the Huskies. He, he came on the show uh, during COVID actually during uh, right before that COVID season. So oh. I want to give a shout out to Shane, love what he did as a player and as a coach. And that's going yes, to be sir. a coaching career to, to watch out. I, I think he might be a head coach, sooner than any of us realize. So I, I'm a big fan of Shane. No question. So no I, question. I, I think no. it's easy. No question. Yeah. I do want to touch You're on something right. uh, because you are one of the few handful of folks who are still around from last year. Of course, last season didn't go the way we wanted it, but you know, big shout out to Bruce, Chris Lowry, the entire staff, everything they did at K-State, but the transition happened and you again are one of the few people who are still around. How how was that situation for you? You know, the the, the season ends. Uh, Bruce and Co. go separate ways from K State. 
What what were those that month like during the coaching search? And then, you know, how has the transition been to work with Coach Tang, uh, you know, Coach Dowling, Malagy, uh, Marco Bourne, the entire group? How has that transition been? It's been it's been a it's been a roller coaster. Um, you know, to Shane is my like my brother. You know, he is my brother, and Coach Weber is a great mentor. He's like a I, I always say that Coach Weber is like top five greatest human beings I ever met in my life. He's very intriguing, re- very interesting human being. You know, he's he's a person that you know I gained so much knowledge about things on and off the court. You know, Coach CeeLo as well. You know, Coach CeeLo being who he is is um, a phenomenal leader and phenomenal assistant coach. Um, in a in a in a, a I, I call him a genius with the way he um, coaches and the way he memorizes things he has a photogenic memory he's like it's like crazy it's one of the crazy crazy like when you see him scouting stuff is he could not be paying attention and he'll remember everything the next day and walk the walk our guys through it and he, i'll be looking like you're not even paying attention like how do you even know these things but his his years of coaching and um his years of experience leads him to be such a great basketball mind um, so, and then, you know, Coach Hendo, that's the funny, you know, funny guy. He's, he's a great, uh, um, enthusiastic human being. And he's a person that really does a great job of always brightening up a room and um, making the basketball lifestyle easier for everybody, you know, because um, there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of um, pressure with basketball and he eases that up. So, to work with those guys is phenomenal. So to see them going through what they went through and me being a part of that staff was, you know, it was heartbreaking. It was tough. You know, it was, it was, it was painful to see. Um, and I don't mind, you know, I think I, I'm grown enough and old enough to know that business is business. And at the same time, it happens, you know, in, in business, things happen, people get unhappy. And, you know, it's, when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. Um, on this show, I, the only thing I would say is that I think that K-State fans should always do better with how they portray it and how they express express it. I know it's frustrating. I know it's not easy to deal with the tough um, years uh, under Bruce that was tough. But you got But don't forget that this man brought two championships to your program, and he gave an outlet for a guy like Coach Tang to want to come to K-State to win championships. You know, don't forget the – you can't forget the Frank Martins. You can't forget the Bruce Webbers. You can't forget the Long the Long Krugers. You can't forget any of the older coaches that was from back in the day. You can't forget any of them. All of them are great in their own fashion. All of them are great people, too, phenomenal people, phenomenal leaders. So my only issue was and, – and not to give the topic, but was – as fans, you with the frustration, you also gotta have a certain solitude. So those guys have a certain presence about you that's come correct. You know, like understand that this man has done some great things at K State, brought some great players, phenomenal players as well. And don't make excuses. Oh well, he did it with Frank guys, okay, but he did it also with his own guys. And it's not easy to win with a whole new group of guys. Period. And to get them to lead a group of guys that coach for another coach, that's not easy, you know. So just 
I hope this I hope this reaches out to a lot of K State fans because in my heart I want you guys to just understand. Don't say negative things about that man. That man is not only a not only a good human being for the for the school, but for the community and for players and young men. So let's treat him and let him leave in a in a in a certain fashion. You could be frustrated. You could be mad. You could be oh, okay. I'm I'm glad he left. That's fine, but. Certain comments and certain things that said should not be said about a person who brung things to your program. He didn't leave with nothing. He left with two championship banners under his belt. But to move on from that, it was heartbreaking to see, you know, him go through what he went through, you know. But I, I salute them how they did it. They did it as men. They did it as great men. Um, They walked away from it the right way. They didn't say anything negative about the fans, even though they could have after the fans said negative things about them. Um, but to move on to that and to move on to um Coach Tang, it was uh it was interesting. You know, Coach Tang coached against me. Um, he coached against me for them two years I, I played at K State, and you know, we had some wars, we had some battles with Baylor. You know, so he remember he remembered me very well. Um, I think it took a while to get the trust factor. I think it took a while, and 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 honestly, that's okay in my book because. Um, when you when you are new to a program, it doesn't matter what the person that's there did. You still got to see where their value is and see what it, how you can trust them. That's what any smart professional human being should do. And I'm proud of myself for how I handle it because I handle it in a way where I just showed my value and I just worked hard and I just um, was kind and courteous every day. And I was... Uh, trying to be helpful, you know, trying to be welcoming. And um, I appreciate him for, you know, being open to that. I appreciate him for, like, like seeing my value. I appreciate the whole coaching staff for seeing my value and want me to be around. Um, I'm thankful for them for that. Um, but it was it was tough at first. And then as time went on, um, he, he welcomed me into the family. And, um and I welcomed him as being a K-Stater for multiple eras. I welcomed him to, into the family as well. And, you know, I'm happy to be a part of the, the gap between all three eras. You know, I have seen, been around, and been under every coach that has been in K-State for, for the last, you know, 15 years, you know. So to, to, to have that you know, connection and tell him about, you know, what K-State is about and what to look forward to and, you know, what to look out for. Um, and he's a very, he's a very smart man because he's, he's, he's willing to learn everything. He's willing to be critiqued. Um, a man of his stature usually has an ego. Coach Tang has no ego. Um, I love him as a person. I, you know, I do, you know, I ride for a lot of coaches on the, I ride for Frank Martin. I ride for Bruce Weber and, now I can probably say I'll ride for Coach Tang. You know, whatever he needs, I'm, I'll be there. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, the beginning was interesting. It was tough from the from the. You feel me, Scott? From the yeah, from the whole process, you, it was tough. Puts you and, and everyone the holdovers in a weird position because a lot of stuff uh, changed. And, and and again, I, I I was thinking through this, and, and you might be able to tell me if there's anyone else, but I think it is just you and Tom the only two guys, at least to this point, who have now been involved with the Frank Martin era, the Bruce Weber era, and now the Jerome Tang era. So I, I think it's just you and Tom Gilbert. 
Is there anyone uh, else? K- K- Casey, uh, well, he's a, he, Casey is a senior athletic oh, director. Yeah, yeah, Casey he, is also, I think Casey uh, has seen all three errors. And it may be some people, you know, if I'm, if whoever sees this, and I'm sorry for um, not having off the top of my head, but it may be some people in between that's for sure um, been a part of all three errors, you know, yeah. of, of each error. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, two more questions before we end with some uh, kind of funny stuff. What is it about K-State, though, that – you do see the players coming back from all the different eras, no matter who the coach is, because, you know, when, when Frank left, I think there might've been a little bit of frustration uh, that started there. But then as Bruce came in, you saw a lot of the guys coming back, even the guys from Jim Woldridge, Bob Huggins era coming back to K-State being involved with the program. We've already seen some of the guys uh, from the previous eras around Manhattan. I think Dean Wade was around very early on. Uh, it looks like, at least according to Twitter, it sounds like Barry Brown's going to be back later this summer. What is it about Manhattan, just the K-State program and that brotherhood you talked about that says, hey, no matter what coach is here, no matter the changes, we all want to be involved. We all want to see the Powercat succeed. Um, I think it's the the powerful, peaceful um, aura of Manhattan, Kansas, first of all. I think the, the town is growing as well. And with the with the growth of the town and um and how much the the structure of the town is growing, I think you got better good restaurants. So you know, a guy like me who was a part of the Frank Martin ever could come back and be like, we got bourbon and baker, we got El Patron, we got like we got like we got all these plates, you know what I mean? So we could see this stuff and be wide eye like wow, like to see the growth of it, I think is is definitely interesting. Um, I think that. K-State does a phenomenal job of hiring good people. Um, you know, K-State's been blessed to have, for, like, great people as coaches. Um, and with those great people, great people want to be around great people. So um, you have people that's kind, people that's welcoming, people that understands that tradition means more than just themselves. And um, having that understanding allows um, a guy like Coach Tang to invite Every player that played under Frank or Bruce around, um, it, it, it helps him to keep me on staff and really want me to be here and, and and push for me to be a part of this. You know what I mean? I think him being a great person is like that. Just prior to before that, Bruce Weber being a great person and Frank Martin being a great person and being an outstanding human being. And then I think it's also the fans. I think the fans and the people that support K-State is so loving and they'll remember you forever. Um, you know, shout out to Nigel Pack. I think he's a phenomenal player and a phenomenal kid. I think he's gonna be a big time player in his future. Got a bright future ahead of him. Um, it, I don't believe in mistakes. I believe that everyone has their own journey and have their own journey to follow, and then they'll learn from that journey. Um, you know, I, under, I also understand it's not easy to um turn down a lot of people looking after you and wanting you so bad. And it's really hard to turn down the lot, the amount of money that he was offered to come play for Miami. Um, and I love Nigel. Um, I think as he gets older and maybe one day, you know, you'll be able to sit down with him and talk to him. But I think as he gets older, he'll understand about, you know, the K-State family though, it's nothing like it. You know, it's nothing like being a part of that family. It's nothing a part of it's nothing like being a legend here. You know, and he's he's a legend in his own right already. You know, but could you imagine four years? You know, because you they 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 speak about 
Jacob Pullen. I heard Jacob Pullen went with 1,500 people who came out to see him out in Kansas City, and they treated him like a god, from what I heard. You know, they treated him like he was baby Jesus as he walked, as he walked around, as he, as he was walking around the gym. And, you know, that's an energy you're not going to get at too many places, you know, around the country. So I think the fans and the supporters have a lot to do with people who guys wanting to come back and wanting to be around that love and around that energy. And I, I know that that's what, that's what pushed me to come back and made me want to really come back under Bruce Weber, you know. And then the last part I'll say is, is that um, it's truly a brotherhood and a, and a family. Brotherhood, sisterhood, it's a family. And it being a family, you know, you always able to have someone connected to someone inside each era to say, hey, come back, I'm here, or you should come back, or you should come be a part of this again, or come come, come chill with us, you know, um, and keeping a communication with each other. So, you know, a guy like Barry could say, yo, Kurt, you over there? I'm, all right, I'm coming. A guy like Poole could be like, yo, Kurt, come to Wichita, man. You know, I want, I want to see you. Or, or, you know, it's always family, Pulling, pulling for family. So that's those are the reasons why I think it's so easy to come back and so easy to be a part of this for sure. I love it. Final question before I, like I said, we'll we'll, we'll end with some fun questions. Uh, workouts have started. You know, we had one this morning. What can you tell us about the guys that are going to be suiting up? You know, believe it or not, the first game is probably only like three months away. Uh, what can you tell us about the squad and any guys that uh, fans are going to be surprised about and just how are they looking early on in this Jerome Tang era? Um, they look phenomenal. I think, I think coach Tang is doing a great job of um, putting certain um, things that's needed for discipline, certain principles that needed for winning basketball. I think he's come in um, in his time here, implemented it into his own era. Um I also believe he, he, him and the staff, you know, guys like Jareem, Coach Yurik, um, um, are phenomenal, like tremendous recruiters. You know, it's a certain type of player they want. They, they look for the type of players like maybe that I am, long, athletic, very quick, um, can do multiple things, very versatile. Um, they like players in each position that's like that. And I think they, they do a good job of finding that. Um, guys like um, uh, Austin Carpenter, um, he does a great job managing things. You know, Coach Marco, he does a great job of making sure every, the, the train is always running and, and the train is always going. He's like the um, he's like the conductor of it all. You know what I mean? And then um, that's a good nickname for him. I'm gonna have to start calling Marco the conductor. Nice, yeah, yeah. He definitely is the conductor of it all. He definitely like keeps it all flowing and then um you know we we got coach Sutton who's a phenomenal strategy guy phenomenal player development player development and it's making our guys better every day not only physically but mentally um he's he preaches great things he talks about great things he talks spills positivity and confidence into the players um and then you got the GAs that's a part of me Brandon um Chase um, Chase Swanson, Brandon Branch, and then we got two more coming. But you know the GAs do we do our job of, um, you know, just being like uh, the coaches under the coaches and the big brothers of it all, helping them, guiding them through the way, and um, giving our own experiences and 
And lastly, um, my 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 good friend, who's a who's who's definitely um a, a legend in his own right for Western Kentucky, uh, a dub, um, video coordinator. He does a great job of just making sure that these guys get filmed every day. They get to see see themselves play, see themselves what they need to get better at. Um, he does great with recruiting. You know, making sure that guys get to see what is going to be implemented within themselves when they come here. Um, you know, he, he, he is, he is really a, a true legend in his own right, but he's also a, a great at his job. It's just multiple different facets of people getting together for a mission and doing what they need to do to make this thing go. Um, I'm gonna have a great time and fun time being a part of it this year. Um, and I, I'm gonna love seeing even in the future, the growth of it, because I do believe in it and I do believe in the growth of it. So it's interesting. What you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of athleticism. You're going to see a lot of versatility. You're going to see, you know, six, ten guys, you know, play different different positions. You're going to see guards um, being able to do multiple things. And I think defensively, we, we should be one of the best in the conference defensively as well um, with the principles that Coach Tang teaches and with the athleticism length and um, rim protecting ability that um, a lot of these guys have. So, you know, it, it's all coming together. You know, it's a process. You know, I ask K-State fans to be patient with the process. Try your best. To, if, if I can say I believe in it, then y'all should too. Because, um, you know, I've been a part of winning basketball, so I know what it takes. I know what it looks like, you know. Um, and I believed in it when Coach Weber brung his, uh, his wave. And now I believe it with Coach Tang wave. Um, and Coach Tang is a phenomenal motivator. And and he's really done, he really did a great job of building a staff that can um, help this team reach uh, levels that's needed for championship basketball, you know. So they working, man. They working really hard. Desi, didn't, De- Desi gets here soon. So I just got to see Desi live. But um Everybody else is going to be real good. You know, we got Marquise Noel back, and he's going to be a little spark um, defensively on the ball. Something about those New York guys. Something about going from New York to Manhattan. They become (laughs) fan favorites. Spark, swagger, Mm -hmm. they have it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be phenomenal. He should be all conference on both sides of the ball. Um, Ishmael is one of the, you know, Ishmael Masood one of the greatest shooters I've seen at his height in my, in, in, since I played in, in period, you know, I would hate to play against him because, you know, you can't let him open because he could really stroke. He could really shoot the ball. Um, and he's going to prove this year, you know, that he's gotten better himself. Um, I think he's ready. I think he's ready mentally for the task. But some of the guys that you don't know who's going to be interested is like Naquan Thompson. Thompson. He's uh, he can play two, three, four, five. He can play him at any position you want him to play. He's like a a, a, a high level talent. Um, I would say he's the most talented player on our team. Um, it also sounds like he's completely transformed his body already since he's got yes him. already. Yup, yup, yup. And that's what I, there you go. I forgot somebody Phil. Phil, Coach Phil is definitely strength trainer. He's he's been he's been oh man, he's been wilding 
with these kids. He's been making them feel like they super superhumans, you know, just by the swag they come out with, you know, the chest is growing, the body, the pecs, everything is coming to life within them. And they just, they be walking around here with their shirt off. Um, does a great job of making sure that they they eating right, they eating and they're they 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 reach their goals. So yeah, and then Cameron Carter is, is another one, Mississippi State transfer. Um he's interesting to me with with how he is so electric with his feet and his hands. He has really quick feet and really quick hands. He's really strong. Um, he's getting stronger too. So that's the scary part. Um, and and every day we're getting him in a gym trying to improve his jump shot. And that's the only thing. That's the only thing. If he if he can if he can shoot on a level that we know he can shoot it on, he's gonna be he's gonna be scary, man. I really like him. I really do. Um, and then the rest of the guys, you know, so many in the name, but um, you know, Jarrell and Jarrell is growing. He's getting LSU transfer. He's getting better. Um, and he still has some, he still has some ways to go, but I think he'll be prepared during the season. Um, um, Bay, Bay, Bay. Um, he just got here. He just, he transferred. He just got here uh, not too long ago. He's going to be really helpful, really, really, really fast, really for a big guy, really could move. Really can move his feet, and um, he has a a, a a really good motor. Always playing fast, always playing at the same speed. I think he grabbed like six offensive rebounds a game, or something. Maybe it was like five a game last year. But he, yeah. he really gets at that offensive glass. Absolutely, he he just keeps going. He's a fighter, I believe. I think he's going to be a fighter for us. He's going to be the one that we need to fight, and he's going to be a fighter for us. Um, and then I, I don't think I'm, and then Taki, Taki just got here as well. Amazing, amazing body pause, but he's a, his, his body is <laughs> pause, but yeah, his, uh, his, his body's amazing, man. Really strong, really, really athletic, um, can do a little bit of everything and has the ability to really help us, especially in the big 12 with a lot of physiques and the physical guys in, in, in there. And he could play multiple positions. He could play the, the two, the three, the four, you know, he's very versatile. He, he could be a small, small ball four for us if, if needed. Definitely. Um, it sounds like I'm going to have to get you on in October to get, you know, a progress check on all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, these guys are developing fast and they're, they're getting better and better. And then we got young guys that's that's you know, Taj and, and Dorian, the freshman you got coming in. Spooky man, those two is gonna be Dorian is like six five, six six, really bouncy. And then Taj, Taj is like a utility guy, he can like really does a does does everything you need a player to do. He's gonna be like the ultimate glue guy, the ultimate. For for the next few years, y'all gonna look at him and be someone that like K State fans love a lot because he reminds me of a a Jamar or a Shane or like um or like an Xavier Sneed like you know that that extra guy that does everything you need to win the game you know what I mean like he's gonna be one of those for sure he reminds me a lot of Nino oh man. Um, Talk about an unheralded guy. Nino's progression yeah. from freshman to senior year. Yeah, he reminds me like a a, a Nino. He, he, he could – I don't know. I ain't going to call yet, but it, it could be better. But Hey, there, there you go. I'll, I'll leave that part in. Um, 
we'll, we'll get on to the, the final kind of fun questions and then I'll let you get mm-hmm. down to Wichita. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll tease this because this part, the fans are going to hear folks. I, I'll just tease this. You guys probably wish you heard what I just had to edit out there, but you know what? I think big things are coming. And, and again, uh, I, I think the squad's going to get better in this class of 2023. Again, can't mention anyone by name, just got a big one. There's going to be some more to come, but let's get to the fun ones because on this show, we love talking about K-State uniforms during your two years. There probably were some of the fan favorites of all the uniforms you rocked in those two years. What was your favorite? I like the grays, the gray Bring and purples. The big game grays. Bring them big back. Big game grays is yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm we, I'm 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 gonna do my best yeah. for sure. I'm definitely gonna whisper that it to every it. time Tang walks by, just go big game gray. You know, yeah. I think actually you guys debuted that against Baylor on Big Monday and then beat them. If memory serves yeah. me correctly, I believe so. I, I gotta look it up. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I look that up and send that to Coach Tang as well for sure. <laughs> And I'm sure he'll have a laugh about that also. But um, yeah, the big grays is my favorite. I, I I really, you know, a lot of people be like, well, when they sweat, you know, they turn darker. That's the dope part. Like that's the part that's cool. You know, it goes into like a, a light, like cool gray, and then it turns into like a dark, vicious gray. I think that speaks about the process of, of the game. You start over a cool gray, and then as stuff get rough and tough, we we dark right now. Now we almost close to. We're close to the black, you know what I mean? Close to blacking out. Like, that's cool to me. So, it's definitely the grades, yeah, for sure. Okay, so of the current uniforms, what's the one that you wish you and your squad could have rolled out with? Oh, that's easy, the Lavenders. The Lavenders is is, is super is super fire to me. I love the Lavenders. It's my favorite out of all the jerseys um, for the new era. I, I love the Lavenders. Do, do you like them with the myth, mismatched shorts, you know, kind of back to the 80s, 70s, 80s, or do you like the full lavender, head to toe? I like both, but the uh, we wore we wore the mismatched shorts before. We wore the lavender top and the mismatched shorts in a couple games. I think it was like one or two games we could yep, wear yep. them. But um, I, I like the fact that you could just pop out the old lavenders anytime because, you know, in case we want to, you know, pop out the lavenders, that would have been, been crazy. Everybody in the gym wearing lavender would have been insane back in my day. Um, so yeah, definitely. I, I love the lavenders. I love it. Um, so what, what is the most mad you ever saw Frank Martin? What, what, what was it? The, the number one thing that just turned him up the, for the most mad you've ever seen him? I think me, I think me and J.O. turned him up the most. I think me and J.O. was like, he loved to like yell at me and J.O. I think that, that get him mad, but the most mad I seen him and you probably could remember this. When he gets the most mad is when he stomp his cowboy boots. When he starts to stomp his cowboy boots on that floor. And you can hear it across in the student section yeah. once he starts stamping those things. Yeah, when he starts st- – and then he give you that come, come that face, then that's when you know he's really upset and he's really mad, you know. But uh, <laughs> now when I think about it, I love it. I mean, it, it, it speaks to, like – who he was as as a, as a person and stuff. I think I think the fans love the fact that he wore those boots first of all, and then they love to see him stomp them and call us over and start yelling. I think I think that's when he gets most mad when he's here to stomp in other boots. Uh, final question. Then I'll give you the floor to tell K State fans anything you'd like them to. But I think you probably are the second most famous tunnel dancer b- b- behind um, Artavius. 
uh, what dope. was the best best move you broke out? And uh, did you ever think that maybe they should have thrown up like a little bit of a you know NC seventeen warning when you uh, w- there's one specific move that I think probably got all the ladies <laughs> going inside Bramlage. Uh, but 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 what was the best move if it wasn't that one? Um, the the I think that's my best move. But uh, th- besides that one, I would say um, the spin. I always did a spin to the stomp. And then everybody, like all the, all my teammates, would do the stomp with me when I spent and stomp. So I think that's my favorite. Um, from what I'm hearing, um, you know, I'm hoping they bring the tunnel back this year. Um, there's been some talks about it with the staff, so it'll be interesting to see them bring that back. I think the fans will love it. Um, so, so are you, are you gonna? Move. Is Martavis gonna come in, give them like a little, little bit of a you know a dance class, or Tutorial. are you gonna have to do it? Like you know, <laughs> like are you just gonna be pulling up the YouTube videos? Because again, there, there's a handful of them still out there, uh, you know, on the K State YouTube page. So I think you might like have to, you know, you know, get, get the film breakdown. You know, all right, here's the move. You know, I think there's one of Will Spradling trying to jerk out there. You know, Angel Rodriguez back towards the end of it doing the little like baseball. I don't even know something like that yeah. going on. <laughs> you know, I think you're gonna have to like break it down. Be like, all right, he- here's a good move. This is a bad one. Here's a good one. This is a bad one. So you, you know, know what? I, if, some if film study. Can, if, if we have March Madness, I mean uh, Midnight Madness, that'll be that'll be a dope to put on a proctor. Is is Tavius like, yo? Okay, here, here you go, guys. I'm about to teach y'all how to do this tunnel dance right. Here you go. He show a couple moves and show what to do, not to do, and then during midnight madness, they come out and do their own tunnel things. That'll be that'll be super fire. So hopefully, um, I'm gonna actually relay that uh, that idea to to Coach Tang and to the staff and see what they think about it and see if we get Tay come back, um, get, you know, get the white screen going and 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 show some some fire more. I think that'll be that'd be crazy. So I like it. I, I think that'd be super dope. I, I think you need to do it. And, and again, I, uh, you know, I, 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 it's all out there on YouTube. But one of my favorite thing to do is go back and watch all those. Uh, but that's all the questions I have. I probably kept you longer than I, I, uh, you know, thought I was going to, I appreciate all the time. Was great. I have fun. I'll, I'll just give you this, uh, you know, runway. Uh, you've, you've talked directly to K-State fans a couple times throughout this, but just one final thing, tell K-State fans anything you'd like to, and then, I'll let you get on the road. Um, you know, I, I I think I think I told them a lot, you know, about you know how to treat Coach Webb. But I think I think I really appreciate how they opened their arms to Coach Tang. They gave him a real good welcome. They gave the staff a real good welcome, and they um and they opened you know you know the door for them guys to really enjoy K State, enjoy the Emaw lifestyle. Um, for sure. Uh, I, the only thing I will, I will, it's, 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 it's some things I will ask. The first thing I will ask is, is that, um, this is my final year in the GA. Um, it, it, after this, I'll be graduating and moving on. Hopefully God willing, well, God is always willing, but hopefully I'll be moving on to coaching and, um, coaching, a, um, somewhere on someone else's staff, um, having ability. So, you know, no matter what in the next few years, I just want them to be, um, to always show love where love is deserved. Um, be patient, you know. Um, show K State is deeper than just, you know, the good times. You know, th- every program goes through rough patches and tough times. It's just a part of sports. It's a part of 
everything that has to do with sports. Every every program in the history goes through rebuilding or goes to a time where they have to um have to rebuild and do and do do something different with their program. Um so I asked with this rebuild and um with with the elevation ever that Coach Tang and them guys talk about is you know the fans elevate too. You know, show support no matter what's going on because there's gyms that I walked into where the team was first and the team was last and they had it's the same energy that I remember them being first in the in the conference or last. You know, I think winning brings support, of course, and bring love. But come on, we better than that. This is K-State basketball. This is about this K-State football. This is K-State athletics. This is about the purple family, the purple, the purple cats. This is about Emar, every man a wildcat. This is what we preach. So when we preach these things, the support and love has to grow as well and elevate as well. I would love to see Marquise Noel and Ishmael see what they saw last year and be astonished at what they see this year. Like, oh, this is what you was talking about, Kurt, as far as sold out. Um, the octagon of doom, we need to bring that back, you know, that feel back. And, you know, we can make all the excuses about, you know, Coach Weber, but Coach Weber did great things. And at the end of the day, um, the biggest thing is, is that um, what's, it's no excuse now. You know, we have a new coach who it's a lot of great energy around him, as he deserves. So let's carry that energy over into selling selling our, our, our home court out and give us the best home court advantage in the country. Um, past me being a GA, years of years of years, let's keep it consistent of it being just about having, you know, it's grandparents that come, come in our games, it's grandpas that come in our games, it's grand, grandmothers, like, it's all kinds of different errors that come to our games. That's what it's about. It's about bringing the grandkids, bringing their kids, and their kids bringing their kids and showing what I'm with K-State basketball is about. You know what I mean? And cheering and fighting through everything. When I first got here, it was rocking. It, and we wasn't – we just came over NIT, but it was rocking. And that energy of it rocking helped us win a lot of games. You know what I'm saying? And then after we went on the games, there's more people coming. Now we can't we can't even have find a seat in, in the octagon of doom. That energy has to come back. And the last thing I'll say is um is you know, I support Coach Tang, I support the staff, I support this new era of basketball. Um so let's as fans, let's understand that, you know. We are good people. We're loving people. And let's 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 not compare the two or compare anybody. It's different eras and different different ways of things that happen. All coaches had their great times. All coaches had tough times that's been a K-State. Let's just remember the good and remember, you know, the things that keep us positive and keep us loving. Let's not compare and say, oh, well, such and such ain't do this in this time and look what we got now and no, let's show Coach Tang what K-State basketball and K-State fans is about by just being open with what he brings and happy that, you know, he's a, a, a new face that has phenomenal, phenomenal things in store for K-State. And let the past be not disrespected, but part of our history, because it is part of our history, you know? So I expect to see you and all you guys at K-State 
um, games this year. I expect to see you guys supporting 100%. And, you know, if you see me down below, you know, no matter where I'm at, whether I'm in the stands or I'm behind the bench or wherever I'm at, just give me a little wave. You know, I'll wave back and show love. You know what I mean? I'm still I'm still the one that used to, like, run up in the crowd and 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 and, and, and wave and and shout to people in the, in the, in the, in the crowd when I play I'm still that same dude but let's just, let this let this year be the opening of something special and let the past be things that we remember as good things for our history you know the bad times led to this time now so let's be happy and proud of with the ones before us accomplish and let's support and care for what the ones after us, the ones that's here now is is doing. You know, let's 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 really lock into that as K State fan. That's the only thing I got from them. I, I hope this it. gets out to a lot of people and I oh, hope yeah. it uh it no, definitely, you know, impacts. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, you know you you're, you might have to, you know, pound the pound Twitter a little bit. The most listened to episode we ever had was Jacob Poland, you know, over 15,000 downloads, enough to fill up Bramlage. So, you know, if, if anything tells me, you know, what this will do, this is going to get out to quite a few folks. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on, Curtis. Everyone, listen what he says. Before you know it, the, the gym is going to be open, opening against University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, before they then head to Cal. Matt then- figure. Coach oh, Figures yeah. coming back. I, I love it. And again, I, I like it. You know, I, I think obviously not this year. I think, you know, one of these years, maybe they need to put together, you know, their own little, you know, Wildcat classic. You know, Brad can come back. Frank's up at UMass. Who knows where Shane's going to be a head coach here in an, another couple of years. You might be on his bench. Who knows where you're going to be coaching. Figures out there. All sorts of great K-State coaches. You know, it's the cradle of coaches for a reason. If you look at the list of coaches, who have come through Manhattan, Kansas, Jerome Tang included, just a lot of elite guys who have gotten their start and had great careers at K-State. I think Jerome Tang's going to be no different. I think you're going to be no different. So no, I, doubt. I appreciate you coming on, fans. It's going to be a good one. Again, we're only about three months away from whatever the first exhibition game is going to be. And again, the guys are in the gym. They're working on their craft. The coaches are out there recruiting. I think bright times are ahead for K-State basketball. We love you, Boneheads. Uh, Stay tuned. I think uh, tomorrow we're going to have Taylor Bratt from the K-State football staff on. Again, if you you want energy, that guy has it. I I would love to see. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see. I I wish I could have been a fly on the Jeep where, you know, Taylor Bratt was riding around with Jerome Tangra after he got fired. I don't know who has more energy between those two guys. Uh, So (laughs) K-State's in good hands. Curtis, thank you again for coming on, talking about the past, talking about the present and the future we'll be coming to you guys again tomorrow and, and again every man a wildcat and, hey every day is a great day to be a wildcat much love man i appreciate you having me on thank you so much man yes thank All right. you hail to the purple hail to the white wildcat in spirit wildcat in to see onward forever hail victory Ba-dum, 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 fight UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight glory in
fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. We face safe wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Podcast Network.